Sunday is a weekly Grace Church podcast that makes your midweek just a little more enjoyable. My name is Tyler, and we've got a great show ahead of us. We're talking peace and shepherds with our first repeat guest, Amy Christie. So we're still in the Christmas spirit here. But first, let me check in with Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, indeed. Barry, that was a sad Merry Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. I've come a long way. There was a time (laughs) in my life where I did not, like, I I just never really said Merry Christmas to people. I think I might, like, in my heart, I might be a little bit of a Grinch, but I'm (gasps) I'm trying so hard to to get out of that. And this year, I've made so much progress. I've been wishing people Merry Christmas before they said Merry Christmas to me multiple times. That's a big Yeah, what's up? Yeah, I'm saying, hey, Merry Christmas. Why? Why? Why the change? Because I realize people like it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it seems like a please thing everybody. to do. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's weird. Is it because you're married and like we own a tree? It's the first yeah. tree I've ever had for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you get a real tree? We no. We we borrowed one from my parents. They had like a, a half size little. Nice. It's really it's great. It's nice. nice. Well, yeah, Marin, you're in the Christmas spirit. Um, it's I'm, week of Christmas, guys. I, I, what are we doing? It's time to be excited. Uh, oh, no. Wow. What? what? <laughs> I'm no, sorry. I didn't I mean just, to. I feel so behind in Christmas things. Well, so you have I... like 11 minutes until Christmas is here. <laughs> I know I do. I know I do. And I've been I've been panic shopping. Like okay. Throwing r- random things in my cart just so that I have like something to give on yeah. Christmas morning. Jed and I did the, hey, let's not get each other Christmas gifts. Okay. But because of like your quandary yes. from a couple weeks ago, now Last I'm week. kind of in the same boat. Like, man, do I get him something? Yeah. you. I mean, you probably need to plan for it. Yes, I do. I know. So I'm panic shopping. Well, so. that, was the, that was the consensus that it's better to... To lie. <laughs> the kids were really disappointed when they found out we were not giving each other gifts as like husband and wife. They just couldn't wrap their brains around that. And they were, they actually expressed their disappointment yeah, so now in you, us now you have as to like do a it. couple. Yeah. Oh, I got to give them something. So I did, but it's little, it's like tissue box little. It's like almost inconsequential. Don't get your hopes up, Jed. It's very little, <laughs> but yeah, I did it just so that I can have something. Yeah. Do, all right. Do you guys feel like exhausted by the Christmas spirit sometimes. Absolutely. Because here's the thing. It it goes for all of November now and all of December. That's a sixth of our entire year dedicated Mm -hmm. just to this one holiday. And I, sometimes I feel like we are overwhelmed with this nostalgia that we are like trying so hard to regain that like perfect Christmas that we had growing up, which I don't think anyone actually ever had, mm-hmm. but we just really liked the idea that there was always that one day where we came in playing in the snow and our mom had made us hot chocolate and there sure. was a roaring fire. <laughs> Didn't even have a fireplace, but no. it doesn't matter. There was a roaring mm-hmm. fire in the fireplace yeah. and the Christmas carols were on. And now it's... Just now trying it's to like, come on, guys, that. we're happy, right? We're enjoying this, right? Christmas cheer, Christmas <laughs> cheer. I think I'm excited the day after Thanksgiving when I decorate my house. That's my like happy Christmas day. And, and then, then it's over from for then the next on month. Out, it's just panic till after Christmas. Do you do online shopping or are you like going I to Crate and Barrel? I should do online shopping because that would have made my life a lot easier, especially this year. It's just very busy. Um, everyone at Grace getting ready for Christmas. It's just been a very busy year. So it would have been a, a much wiser move on my part to do the online shopping. Yeah. But no. That's what it's there for. Not me. Nope. We went physical shopping yesterday for the first time in forever because we do a lot of online shopping. We had a gift card from our wedding 
and we still hadn't spent it at Crate and Barrel, so we were walking around. And the problem the problem is it was either buying little tiny chintzy little things that didn't actually matter, decorations that we wouldn't use, or gifts that we give to other people that wouldn't really mean much, or like six hundred dollar wooden like wall hanging things that oh, that was no. not how much the gift card was for. So I got I, I was like, yeah, why do we do this? Why do we shop? People at Grace love Crate and Barrel. That's for sure. We had our staff meeting or staff Christmas party last week. After that, I ran an errand for my wife, which happened to be at Crate and Barrel. I saw three staff members from Grace <laughs> Church at Crate and Barrel doing their Christmas shopping. You went to Crate and Barrel yesterday. It is just out of control. People love it. I don't get it. What's what's the draw? I don't well, know. They have crates and barrels oh, is yeah. what I think. Okay. It makes it the They have a bunch of dishes and pots and pans and stuff. Okay. It's like overpriced home goods. Right. So why wouldn't you like that? They have nice branding though. It definitely <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't get My it. wife asked me I ran these errands to pick up gifts and she said, "Did they wrap them and all that stuff?" I said, "No, they're just in boxes." She's like, "The crate and barrel boxes are the wrapping." Wow. It's really that good. So you should have had them wrapped. That's what. No, they were in the boxes, okay. but I there's no wrapping paper on them. Oh, the I boxes see. themselves, yeah. because they're so pretty, they are the wrapping. They speak volumes yeah. about what is inside. Yes, I oh, guess. Okay. Guys, what were you doing this weekend? Big stuff? Good well, stuff? I, I hosted at North Indy, but the, the cool thing was on Friday night when we all had that dinner. Oh, we went Day. to dinner together. Yeah, that's we right. We had a podcast dinner yep. <laughs> it was with the, all the fam and all the kids, and it was beautiful. great. Like, it was, like, it was, it was really aesthetically nice. Aesthetically beautiful. Well, that's like, my mom. She's my amazing goodness. at that kind of thing. Oh, my Penny goodness. Rodriguez. Table hostess of with the most. It we, was awesome. And yeah. I got to bring my kids. So much fun. They're the coolest. It was the best. What what game were we playing at the end of the night? What was that called? Quiplash, I think. It's like you play it on the TV and Good everybody party uses game. their Yeah, everybody uses their, their phones to like put I, in I don't even like games. So, I'm not a game person, but that was fun. If you guys are getting together for Christmas with family or friends and you just want to have a good time. Get this. It's what is it? It's on Amazon. It's on all the things. Yeah, you can purchase it online. It's, it's part of the Jackbox Party Pack two, maybe. Or and one if you have a smartphone, you're in. You can play. So yeah. you don't need like a different game console because that was a discussion right. in my I house. I used last my time. Xbox okay. to, to host that, but you could also do it on your computer. You can um, do it on Amazon Fire Stick. You. Sure. Single-handedly, she's pointing at me. This Barry. is Barry. <laughs> <laughs> you have my husband considering I'm because we know Xbox. that Marin didn't get him that for Christmas. Yeah. He just got no. very small, yeah, inconsequential very small. gift. <laughs> I saw Star Wars this weekend. Ooh, me too. And you guys saw it As too, did right? I, mm -hmm. yes. I don't want to spoil it. We're not going to spoil it. But what I did this weekend was I went to the movie by myself. Really sad. No, I loved it. It was fine. The problem, two problems with going to the movies that I want to talk about. One, <laughs> the people who go to the movie and look at the movie board like they're looking at the northern lights. Like they've never seen such a magnificent Why thing. Why are you looking and, at their faces? Well, I'm behind them in line and they're taking forever to pick what movie they want to go to. And okay. they're just like, what do you want to see? They had to pick well, it out before they went. Coco's at 1230. We could see that. Or we could see. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Who goes to the movies without knowing right. what you want to see? Like yeah. right a, like ahead of time. Or like Why even am I purchasing your tickets in advance. I'm standing in line behind these people who don't know what they want to see. And that starts the, the experience off fine, I guess. Negative. 
<laughs> then I get into the theater, and for some somehow I chose the one theater of Star Wars that had nobody in it. Wow. Like on opening weekend, it was me and maybe a couple people in the back. Then three people come in, and they sit right next to me. Okay, so on either side. So not in front. I would be more upset if they sat, like, obstructing your no, view, like, directly in front. There's no buffer. <laughs> there's no seat buffer between me and them. They sit right next to me, this and we are the happen. only seven people in the theater, <laughs> and they sat right next to me. Were you in, like, the perfect seat? Is that why? Maybe, I don't know. I was in Were the you middle. Dead center? Yeah. Were you dressed as a Jedi? But there's, like, 30 <laughs> other roles. Rows. There's 30 other rows. They can sit in the middle. Why can't I say row? Roll. Roll. Rose. with you? <laughs> Maybe it's something about the light you carry within that just attracts people to you. They want to sit by your side. Whether you're going to the bathroom or you're going to the movies, put a buffer between you. If I step up to a urinal or a stall, I don't need I don't need you coming and standing right next to me. <laughs> Okay. I, I need the buffer. Now, I agree with this because I had one such occurrence at the gym this weekend. Went to See? the gym, saw somebody I knew, um, kind of casually, you know, gave the head nod, but purposely went two treadmills over yes. from that person. You need the buffer. As to Otherwise, not crowd the person, you're, right? Oh, my goodness. You're, you're like... It's the buffer. Intruding on my space by just sitting next to me in the theater. We're strangers. I'm here by myself. Do you feel sorry <laughs> for me? Because I'm fine. Like... So this this whole conversation about personal space is hilarious <laughs> to me because when I was in India, I was there for three months and there was just not the same thought about personal space oh. because people are just everywhere. Yeah. In, in New Delhi, it's insanely crowded. And there was this one moment we were all in this like worship service type thing where everybody sat on the ground and this guy sat in front of me and he kept like leaning on my legs what? while I was sitting on the ground. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> No, please. And I, so I'd kind of like adjust and like scoot back a little bit. I mean, he'd inevitably come back and like lean on my legs again. Uh, it's, it's Christmas I, season, but we don't need this. I sat on my, on my lap on a bus once. What? In, New, in, in, in India? Yeah. No. <laughs> so all that to say, we are. Did he ask permission? No, it was just, oh, it was crowded. Did you have goodness. a conversation when that happened? Well, like, I didn't hello, speak sir. Welcome to great my Hindi lap. at that point. So <laughs> welcome, <laughs> to my lap. welcome to my lap. And that's all to say. If I see you at the movies, don't, <laughs> don't sit, sit next on to me or on don't his lap. Yeah. If we're the only people in the theater. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Got that taken care of. I our want, listeners now know. We have our first repeat guest of the pod today, guys. Amy Christie's back. I'm scared. And we are excited to welcome her back. <laughs> oh gosh. For those Amy who. Amy Christie, welcome. It's so good to be back. And do you know how hard it is for me to sit silent during that whole opening segment where you Well, you're, you're not supposed to tell everybody that you've been here the whole time. Oh. You just got here and oh, as far walk, as listeners just, are concerned. I just whipped right in. Yeah. But let me just say, I love Christmas so much. You do? Oh my gosh, yeah. I could I could celebrate all year long. No. You're not it. overwhelmed by it in the least? Like you have how many kids? Four. I okay, the only thing I really don't like at all is wrapping gifts. Yeah. That that part of it overwhelms me. I like the shopping part of it. Jeff and I agreed. Do you like to the get decorating? Do you decorate I, the day I, after I like Halloween? It when it's done. I love the I love when it's done. Like there's nothing I think that's prettier than sitting in a dark room with a lit Christmas tree. I could sit forever and just be so happy in that space. I like really? doing that too. Yeah. I do. The the lit Christmas tree yeah, is it's, nice. It's it's lovely. Um and do then, you put, but then it's time to uh, okay, I say I could sell. 
for, you're right. From the moment Thanksgiving is over, I'm ready for Christmas, and I love it until Christmas is over. And then it's time to I do I do feel like okay. How long now, do you leave your tree up? Till January first or second, mm-hmm. and then we're done. Once New Year's, once we've celebrated New Year's, we're we're done and we're moving on. So, but I do from Thanksgiving on. I I love it. I listen to Christmas music all month long. I can't. I won't even let. I any wish other- there was a Christmas tree alternative for the rest of the year. Because yes. I also love like the warm the lights, glow yep. and I'm eating cheese in yeah. front of the TV and the yeah. warm glow and it's great. <laughs> yeah. But then like as soon as we take the tree down, yeah. it's very just depressing. It's very I, in bleak, January's gray. It's so, a tough month. Eating, eating your cheese under the harsh light of a oh fluorescent tube. You guys don't even know about no. me and my cheese. You want to know what I did this weekend? Oh, I spent my whole weekend in brie and prosciutto. That was my mm. weekend. Wow. That what were you doing? Awesome. That was my reward. Um, we I had think a, she was eating it. We had a pretty stressful <laughs> week well, last mean. week as a family, and Jed decided to just be super sweet, and he bought me super fuzzy socks, a variety of cheeses, mm. and some prosciutto. And you just sat there and ate it? That's like, all what I were, did, what man. Were you? In your fuzzy socks? In my fuzzy socks. Ah, that's mm. awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Did you get any, uh, any cheese from, from the West Bank in Palestine? Um, Jesus of Nazareth. So oh we my went, gosh. We went to the <laughs> shows. Is that a real thing? <laughs> oh, come on! It should be. You should market it's it. A great, it's a great. He's been known to get me um, for Valentine's Day. This has happened, I think, two or three years in a row now. He gets me a bouquet of cheese. I don't want the flowers. No. He gets me this beautiful arrangement <laughs> of like five or six different kinds yeah. of cheeses and crackers. Do you just eat the cheese, or do you put it on die. anything? What do, crackers what do you, and food okay. and Does all that Does it have to stuff. be like firmer cheese? I'm imagining brie, oh, no, just a variety. Like, like wet cheese. Yeah. We, like we had a, a rolling down the, the sticks. We oh. had a drama team Christmas party last week at my house, and people were like, "Um, so where's oh, thanks the thanks for the invite. You're not part of the drama team anymore, oh, okay. Tyler. You played a pimp one time in Les Mis, and that was it. You were very good. Anyway, they someone was like, "So where's the main dish?" And I said, "Oh, I'm sorry. It's just a lot of carbs and cheese. But enjoy, because everybody, everybody loves that carbs yes. and cheese. Because that's what everybody loves. Who doesn't want. want a little melted brie on a cracker? Like Saturday, or a pita it's chip. all I ate. I ate it for breakfast, and then I waited a few hours, and then I ate it again for dinner. Oh, cheese is the best thing ever. Yeah, people you know, that are lactose intolerant, I feel so sorry for. You know what cheese I'm not into? What? Cottage. Oh, I like cottage <laughs> cheese. Mm, I love cottage. I'm not I into love it. it. Small curd, large curd. Yeah. Okay, is and cottage I pepper all over it? Mm. I love it. Pepper. Is cottage cheese yeah. like a class of cheese, or is it a specific? Is it the same as like Parmesan is a specific kind of cheese, and cottage cheese, or is it like? No, Parmesan is named Parmesan because it comes from Parma, like it comes from a region. Oh. Cottage cheese doesn't come from cottage. We have a cheese expert here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Is yeah. It, it, well, what if it's from like? Could it be from like the cottage? Place of oh France goodness. or something. Yes, as soon as you can locate cottage on a map, then I'll go ahead. Another bad cheese, American. Oh, absolutely. Most of cheese. Well, Kraft singles are F- not I- cheese. I learned on HQ last night. I did too. Yeah. I. What was the one that HQ. was- HQ, explain poly, what this is. Polly's string cheese was considered right. real cheese, but Kraft singles and Velveeta- You got that far? You didn't get that far? No, I just kept watching because yeah. I want to see how many Explain what win. HQ is. HQ's this game that's taking over the nation. There were 650,000 people that played last night. The first time I played, there were maybe 100,000. So it's an online or on your, it's an app. And for your you can, iPhone. Yeah, two two times a day, three o'clock, nine o'clock. Usually they're giving away a thousand. They do it live. Yeah, they what? do it live. And you log on and you try to answer twelve questions and they get harder and harder and harder until number twelve. I'm usually out by question four or five. Um, and then who however many people win split that money. Now last night it was ten thousand dollars. Wow. So did anybody win? A hundred people won, so it was a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks a piece. 
Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Curtis Honeycutt did say that one time he, there was one winner and they won $1,500 one time he played. Wow. But most of the time it's multiple winners. But the questions get very, very hard. But it's on at three o'clock and nine o'clock every day. What and it's live from New York City. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's fun. That's amazing. I never That's heard cool. of that. Um, before we move on, I have one fact about American cheese. Oh, dear. That I have to share because it's the coolest thing I've it's ever heard. Burning and within. So before it was called American cheese, do you know what it was called? It was called rat cheese. Stop it. And here's why. I because, don't doubt no, it. Because when all. they first made it, it was such an industrialized thing. Nobody thought of it as like real cheese, but they would use it in mousetraps in Mm-mm. factories and things. And so yeah. it was called rat cheese. That's delicious. I believe it. American cheese is gross. It is. My gross. wife loves it. Mm-mm. Not good. No, especially craft singles. Like grilled cheese. She lo- she would prefer American cheese over what's your favorite grilled cheese? Let's say it all at the same time. One, oh, two, oh. three. Smoked hot Colby Gouda. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I just said hot. I don't know anything hot about cheeses. <laughs> Smoked Gouda for grilled oh, cheese. Yes. Wow. That's really good. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes. Smoked Gouda. What'd you say? Havarti. I don't even know what that is. It's good. Mm. Colby like, Jack, or guys. I like Provolone. Colby Jack. And I like Colby Jack, and I like cheddar. I would love to have you all over for a grilled cheese party at my house. I, I would you, love it. Could you, like, educate me on cheese? Absolutely. Because I don't Some other have... time. Yes. In Nashville. <laughs> yeah, not right in now. Nashville, <laughs> in Nashville, Tennessee, there's a, a restaurant, the Grilled Cheesery, and it's all grilled cheese. Oh. They have one of those in uh, North it's Dakota, too. delicious. And, you know, you can specialize them and put meat on or avocado mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. tomato or whatever. Prosciutto? Yes, but it is all cheeses. All bread. It's all cheese. All it was time. delicious. I loved it. I would go back. So also, I just have to say that Jeff and I have agreed to not give gifts this year. And yet you're going to do it. He spent hours yesterday looking for a gift. For See, me. why do it, people even do that? It can't be done. Why do we even do that? Yeah, but I'm not getting him a gift. Oh, you're not. Oh, no, you're I'm breaking not. the. No, I, I, there's lots of times that I don't. And he does. It's just the way wow, you it's monster. the way we roll. <laughs> right? He, he wow. Really, the faces he really, around this table. I know, I'm so right sorry. They're we all talked about scorning, this last week. Scornful looks. <laughs> the rule is get a gift no matter what. No here's matter the, what. Here's the, you have to understand my husband. He would not he doesn't make him happy. Then why Me does he money why does, does he say he happy. won't give you a gift? Um, but, but giving you a gift makes him happy? Yes, because he knows it makes me happy. But why does he say he won't do it? Well, he's, we just, I said, let's not do gifts because we, we don't need to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's, we're fully knowing, strapped. fully yeah. knowing that you're going like, to get one. No, I really thought, I mean, but he just can't not do it because he thinks it makes me happy. So he'll do it, but he'll be happier if I don't do it for him. He will. Yeah. Now the kids are getting, don't you feel weird though on Christmas really morning wants. where you're like, this is for you, Amy. And you sit there and you're like, thanks. I don't have anything for you. No. You don't feel bad. Mm-mm. Well, that's because I know that he's that's okay with it. No, okay, it isn't, is it? Because I'm a horrible person. But the kids got him something, and so I chip in for that because Maggie's oh, okay. ten and she has no money. Yeah, you got to. So underwrite I have to it. give. Yeah, but Liza pays. I mean, she'll pay money. Annie gives money. Will we force to give some money toward a gift for his <laughs> to kids. love his father? Yeah, to, to show love to his dad. And we actually got him something that he really. He's going to be really excited about. Like, he's hard to buy for too. I'm yeah. not going to lie. He's a very difficult person to. I'm easy peasy. Although my kids would say you never like anything. It. No, they're like you're horrible. You're horrible. Yeah. You're always like, mm, that's nice. Yeah. And they're like you're disappointed. And I'm like mm, a little. And they're like, oh, you oh say my a gosh, little to your kids' faces? faces? Not to their gift to Jeff's, <laughs> oh. but they're still oh, like you're, you're, that's just as bad. <laughs> they're they think I'm horrible. 
I mean, sometimes. Sheesh. My family and now Olivia, like they really struggle with me because I don't get a lot of life from getting gifts and I, I can also totally don't that. really need anything. So I don't yeah. really want anything. Yeah. I would think you'd be hard to buy for. I don't I'm think sorry, of you everybody, as a, no, but it's, it's okay, true. But I don't think of you as a person that would just be like, oh, I really want this or I really, other than maybe gaming type stuff. But even that, I'll be like, no, I'm fine. I've got all the games I want. And yeah. I mean, that's good. You're very sad. You I, have, I have a very specific Amazon wish list. And if you get me something off that, I'm like, great. I don't yeah. have to buy that now. Same. Yeah, that's, that's about it. Yeah. Same. I'm getting to the point where, you know, if I want something bad enough, I can. So at Christmas, you're getting I'm to that point. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I, am. I mean, I know. We've it been adults happened. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you're just now getting to the point where you're fine. <laughs> you're fine with people not getting you stuff. I expect like 10 <laughs> presents under the tree. I come down as if I'm a child. No, I'm just oh kidding. Yeah. No. But, well, yeah. This is going to be our last show of 2017. So I wanted to take some time to talk about how we're going to remember this year. So let me just clarify. I know that there's another week in 2017. We're going to take next week off and our next episode will be published the first week of January. And Dave and Penny Rodriguez are so kind to join us and uh, we'll publish that episode that week. But this is our last hurrah for 2017. So what are you guys, what are you guys going to remember 2017 by? This is the year we launched this podcast, and that's pretty much the most we, important thing, other than my wedding <laughs> in May. We all had huge years. We made a huge life move, my yes. family and I, coming here. So I will remember 2017 as the year of Grace Church. You got married. You had a baby. Like, huge years. I mean, it always seems like a huge year, kind of, with a family, but yeah. no, nothing Did you get, like, a new, like new toaster, anything like? We did get a new van. Well, in, oh, hey. in May, All and right. Will, one of those Will got his driver's license finally after See, huge year. six months of waiting for him to finally, like, do the job of, yeah, he could have had his license six months before he did, but. I was like that too, though. I'm not surprised. I know there's a lot of similarities happening between you and my son, and it's frightening. Why? <laughs> oh my Look God. at me now. <laughs> I am. I'm just kidding. Oh, Amy. This is the banter. This is the love-hate banter that Tyler and I have. So you're going to remember 2017 by your new van. Mm -hmm. That's sad. I'm kidding. (laughs) I just was trying to think of something significant that we did. We we didn't... I don't know. I mean, it doesn't have to be what you did. What what happened this year that you're going to be like, that was the year of... Like, for me, we had a baby, but it's also the year where I, like... For the first time in my lifetime, I really recognized women standing up and saying enough's enough with the male dominated culture. Yeah. Like that 2017 will be that for me. Mm. It will be that for me if things change because of it. If, if the culture really shifts, if we move into 2018 and feel like the culture is shifting and things are changing Mm. because women have finally stood up and said, we're not going to do this anymore and we're going to expose everybody that's been, which just keeps going deeper and wider. And, mm-hmm. but I, I just hope that as we go forward, that this is a pivotal moment that we will look back and say, it's a pivotal moment because there was change that occurred because of it, mm-hmm. because I've seen things that have, we thought were going to be pivotal moments in the past and not enough changed afterwards. So it wasn't. So for what's happening right now with all these celebrities and male powerful figures getting exposed for their sexual harassment or misconduct. What do you feel would need to happen in order for you to say that change has happened, change has occurred? Because in my mind, 
change is happening right now. Like for the first time, these guys who have lived in this secret, powerful, yeah. dominant mm-hmm. position, the change is, well, actually you're exposed and everybody is aware, you know? So what, what, what else needs to happen for you to, uh, I would love to see women moving into more power positions. Mm-hmm. If I start seeing more women as CEOs and presidents of companies and, um, and they're getting paid the same amount as men. And so when, the, the wage gap. Yeah. Yeah. And when we, when we as women feel like we have to stop, feel like we can stop apologizing for being a woman and I'll feel like the culture's completely changed. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I have mixed emotions about it because I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that, that there's some progress moving here. But when I think about all the, even all the celebrities and politicians who are being exposed, it seems like such a kind of far extreme edge of this whole issue where it's only the celebrities and only the politicians and only for those who have done things that we would all agree. Yeah. That's sexual harassment or that's, that's inappropriate. Mm -hmm. What about the massive spectrum of people who are not famous Mm -hmm. and the many, many women who are, who are harassed in different ways that we wouldn't necessarily say, well, that's, you know, breaking the law. It's just normal life. Um, I mean, yeah, everything from catcalling to to just the subtle things people say that, you know, put down women or mm-hmm. or I don't know. I I despair when I think about how do in the world do we actually create a culture that where that kind of stuff doesn't happen, where mm-hmm. where men are not, you know, catcalling women who are driving down the street. Like how do we <laughs> how do we get to that point? And then then I I start thinking, well, okay, we've got some we've got a lot of work to do. Or at least how do we get to the point where if a man does do that, there's another man next to him that'll say, knock that off. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's at least a step in my opinion. And so I, I think there's a lot of potential. I think 2017 will be the seed that grows into what grace could become in this area. I think we really could, like we could have men at this church who become those men that I think we have the hope of actually becoming a, a community that cha- that is different, that is that is absolutely different than what we see in the culture around mm-hmm. us. And I think 2017 is going to be a bit of a spark. That, I hope so. That turns. I, I hope so too. Um, but I don't necessarily think. Yeah, we've we've done it. No, for sure. Well, I think a big part of it, as I'm raising a, a daughter, a big part of it for me is teaching my daughter not to respond favorably mm-hmm. to some of these, you know, cat calls and whatever. So they're awful. They're terrible. But I lived in Chicago and and I saw it play out on a daily basis and where I would kind of like reject any such like advancement or just, or sometimes Mm -hmm. I'd just flat out call it out. One time somebody was saying something to me on the street and I had my son in a stroller and I don't know, sometimes I'm a little too bold, but I turned around and I was like, really, you're just going to talk like that right in front of my son. I don't want my son to be like that. Don't teach him that. And and the person was apologetic immediately. Like, man, I'm sorry. I think they say these things in passing, thinking that they're going to not matter or, or whatever. Like they, they're just wasteful comments. But I, how do I teach my daughter that she is more valuable than what this person is, is just throwing at her? And how do I teach her to stand up for herself and yeah, to not, to not cave to things so demeaning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and also how do we corporately, how do we help people see some of the things that the tired 
tropes that we go to that actually perpetuate problems. Things saying things like since I've been married, people are all constantly saying things like, "Oh, happy wife, happy life." You know, yeah. just got to make sure you're, you know, we we know that your wife's going to be calling all the shots in the end and it's just like I don't know, just yeah. these e- easy jokes that actually perpetuate the idea that that women and men are not in any way equal and there's no like we all know that that you know men are really the ones who make the make the decisions but as long Two as your words. wife feels like she's got some you know Two words yes dear yes dear yeah i hear yeah. that all the time that's the that's the kind of stuff i think mm-hmm. about i'm like okay yeah 2017 definitely brought a few things to the light but uh, we've got a few more years <laughs> at least and yeah. it it's also raising sons and boys that will grow into men that respect mm-hmm. women and and see them as their equal yes and not not as not as somebody that's even a little bit below them but they are they are my equal like i don't I don't talk to them any differently than I would another man. Mm-hmm. They're in the workplace, in the culture, in what whatever. It's an equal. There's there's no differentiation between. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that you say that. That you know I wouldn't talk to them any differently than I would a man. I get this all the time. Um, I've been doing music since my early twenties, and sometimes in different. Uh, in different circumstances with music, it would kind of be like being in a locker room, you know, and I'm kind of privy to mm-hmm. that kind of conversation. Um, one time I actually went out for a job and I won't go into too much detail because I, I would give away who it was, but um, I made it through the entire audition process and all this stuff. Um, and I had a friend that was on the panel. Anyhow, when they got back to me with, hey, I'm sorry, but we're going to go with somebody else. My friend said to me, I just want you to know that this was not about uh, any lack of talent or skill on your end. When it boiled down to it, the guys around the table said, I don't know. We we don't think she could hang with our humor. And they hired a guy. Wow. (laughs) Nope. And they told you. if you look at their website, it's like all guys. Perfect. So, uh, yeah. like I hope they're laughing a lot. Having a grand old time. I'm sure they're hilarious. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and men still occupy most of the power positions in our country. So, therefore, that that will continue to play out if those types of men are the types that are in the power positions. Because Mm -hmm. we can't break into that then because they have that let's keep it. Yeah, we might not be able to hang with their humor. Right. Yeah, because, you know. We don't get it. Because guys are hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> so the funny. funniest people I've met have been guys. <laughs> uh, Specifically Tyler. Definitely Tyler hilarious. Tyler is by far the funniest person. Um, all right. So that's one thing I'll remember about 2017. What are you guys going to remember? I got married. It's like yep. the best thing ever. <laughs> I mean, it was a long time in coming. I'm 34 and I finally got married and it is great. So yeah. Great. Marriage. 2017. It's the year I got, cool. got married, and I'm, now I just have to remember my anniversary. And <laughs> yeah, for, because, for, that's all you got to do. That's all, all I got to do. Time. Because yeah. happy wife. 
Oh, happy life. Fairy. Right. There it is. Don't, don't forget just, that. It's too easy. It's right there. <laughs> it's right there. Laid it out right there. Maren, what are you going to remember 2017? Uh, the year huh? my entire life changed. Whole your entire thing. life? Seriously, though. Wow. Goodness gracious. Like, you're on one path, and you're like, ah, this is cool. Yeah. I can handle this path. And then you're and in then Indianapolis. And you're in Indianapolis, and you're on a podcast. Yep. And Maren, remind me again, when when it all happened, like roughly what part of the year did you first, did Grace first show up on your radar? Um, well, the audition was January. Okay. And then the first official Sunday as a staff person was Easter. Okay. Um, I moved out here ahead of my family and then they all joined me when the school year ended, end of May. So it's still, it just feels so, so new to wow. us still. Well, I'm glad your life changed. Crazy year, y'all. Crazy. It is crazy. And you know what's crazy is that your kids... As they tell their life story for decades to come, they will say, and then we moved to Indianapolis. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. And I really hope they smile when they say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It Everything was, took a turn for the worse. It was way tougher. Uh, it was tough on my daughter, um, yeah. leaving all her friends behind. I mean, goodness, junior high girl. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm. It's just, That's... It's, it's a very difficult time to just be. It's a diff- yeah, I was going to say. Move. It's th- right. Junior high is terrible. Right. And then to already in the middle terrible. of it, that's, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. really rough. Oh, man. So today is my son's birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. And thinking about this year and all the change, it's like, where do we celebrate his birthday this year? And everything's just so different um, from how we celebrated his birthday last year with all of his friends right. to how we'll celebrate his birthday this year. Um, all he wants is a seafood dinner. And uh, a glockenspiel. Awesome. Yeah. That's what he wants. And by the time this podcast is released, he will have received it. So, Jaden, you're getting a glockenspiel. What? <laughs> That's awesome. Is that a Where cheese are you going thing? For what is, what is dinner? <laughs> it's kind of oh, like, it's um, the mallets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. Yeah. Just kidding. It's I knew like what a ladies glockenspiel was. Yeah. I knew mini that. Mini marimba. That's <laughs> all he wants. So, he wants red lobster, but I'm thinking there's got to be some better options for seafood yeah. in this area. But he really likes them cheddar well, biscuits. Oh, yeah. The cheddar biscuits are kind of pretty much the bomb. <laughs> and they have cheese in them. So, there. there's some places downtown. We looked them up though, but they had like three dollar signs. You ever like Yelp yeah. things? My oh husband my is the king of Yelp. He yeah. leaves oh, Yelp reviews. Signs. Can't yeah. do that. Or the like problem with seafood, is I know it's your birthday, Jaden, but there's three dollar signs. <laughs> yeah. A lot of seafood places <laughs> yeah. though are super expensive. Yes, they are. So yeah. it's Glock and you gotta find the. <laughs> that's because they're cheap. Maybe Indiana um, isn't anywhere near the sea. It I takes know. a long time to get here. My son's birthday's tomorrow. I saw that. He's yeah. gonna be seventeen tomorrow. That's awesome. really for babies, Christmas babies. Yes. He just wants money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so December babies, December's Christmas. Is this part of the reason why you're not pumped about Christmas as much, Marin? Oh, or? for the last fourteen years, December's been a you're very like, yeah, stressful, but you just had a birthday. stressful time. And no, it's not that. It's I never wanted to jip him on his birthday yes. just because he was born in December. So I'd throw huge parties. Even last year was an example of that. So it's just hard to do all of it that. Is. And Christmas, mm-hmm. like boom, boom, back to back. Yeah. You know, yeah. And work at a church because and Christmas that. is a big deal. All right. Transitioning again, <laughs> Amy, you're here because you spoke this weekend I did. at Grace yeah. and you talked about peace. Yeah. And you talked about the shepherds and the Christmas story. And we are wrapping up in the next couple of weeks our Christmas series, A Thrill of Hope. And so can you kind of recap a little bit about what you had to say this past weekend? Maybe the big idea. Yeah, well, the big idea is peace is available and possible to anyone. 
and my big thing was even you because I was I was hoping and praying that some people in the room maybe that had never experienced this kind of peace would surrender to it over the weekend and I have no idea how that all played out but the whole idea was looking at the shepherd's story which I think really is kind of the pivotal moment in the birth story I mean it is the moment that it's announced like he is here and the more I unpack the story the more I just was in love with it. It's it's such a powerful story and the images and um, just how the angels immediately were ushering in a new kingdom. Like this is going to be different than anything that you've ever experienced. And Jesus is the real deal. And mm-hmm. this is, so I loved the story in and of itself. So I found myself like, I really thought of peace as a spiritual discipline. It's not something that just comes easily. Then we are called to be peacemakers um, as, as, uh, Christians and and followers of Christ, um, and then ended with there are those of you in this room that have no idea what I'm talking about because you haven't surrendered, and you don't know what this peace that surpasses all understanding is because you've never surrendered to it. So then we offered that option to people to give themselves over, and it was super emotional for me. I'm very emotional around Christmas anyway. I just think I, I yeah we the heard. whole I you heard because <laughs> I was crying on the. No, because oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Three minutes ago, you were talking no, but, about it. But I you get just, excited in September. I do, <laughs> but I just I love, I love the story so much, and this idea of him coming as this infant and and walking where we walked and understanding us at a at a whole other level, and then of course, taking our sins and dying on the cross and res- like, um. So I'm super emotional anyway, and then. I've just been praying that there would be people that have never experienced this before that would. And the mm-hmm. idea that somebody would be able to go into Christmas as a new creation mm. was so overwhelming to me. And and because I know what it feels like to experience this, mm-hmm. I I want everybody to know what I know and feel what I feel. And so I just felt super emotional about that. So, so you gave four pieces of practical behaviors or things we can do kind of yeah, to yeah. practice peace. Mm-hmm. You said prayer. Oh yeah. Look for gratitude, talk to someone oh. and then meditate on scripture. And you also said that the week leading up to you speaking, you did not have peace. You, you right. were anxious yeah. about, you would wake up in the middle of the night and yep. think about this message. Did you eventually find peace with it? Obviously you spoke on it, were you speaking on it from a place of peace or how did you, how did you navigate through that? Did you do any of these practical steps? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I definitely prayed mm-hmm. constantly. Um, yeah. By the time I got up there, I felt like I dialogued so much with God about it that I was like, yeah, I just trust that you've given me the words. And I do have a ton of faith. Like I have ever since I was a kid, I, I have from the moment I surrendered as a, as a little child, I have always felt the presence of the Holy Spirit with me. I mean, in, in, it's almost weird sometimes how I just feel like I would remember going to sleep as a kid and just knowing that there was a presence. Mm. There was always a presence with me. So that's how I kind of navigate my entire life. So I just talk constantly and I just kept saying, okay, give me the words, give me the ideas. I, and so I, I, weird times I would have another thought or idea. And I'd be like, okay, I'm trusting this is from you. Cause I've been begging you to give it to me. And, um, so I was just at peace because I really felt like 
Yeah. The the words had they were not words I ever would have come up with on my own. Mm-hmm. They were not ideas. I don't think that I could have just come I, up with. So. I love that you were vulnerable enough to say that you did not have peace leading up to yeah. this message because I deal with that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I just straight up get nervous about yes. things. You know. Um, I think it was awesome that you shared that. Um, I think. Would you say? Do you feel in your life like sometimes God will allow you? to be uncomfortable and have those sleepless nights because it just drives you to him. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and this whole, I would, as a matter of fact, looking back over this year, I had the opportunity to speak four times at grace. And that, that was, I, I have always been of the mindset. I'm just going to go where you lead me. I mean, I had plans, but certainly the trajectory of my life took a completely different twist. I didn't think I'd be working at a church, and I certainly didn't think I'd be doing like artistic things at a church. That wasn't happening when I was growing up. So, so when Dave Rod was like, "I think you should speak," I was like, "Okay, I guess since you are saying it, I'm going to trust that God's speaking to you and saying." And so this year for me would be definitely a stepping out in faith because I've done it more than I've ever done it before. And it scares me to death, but I don't know that there's anything that I felt more satisfied and gratified by than, than doing it and finishing and feel feeling like God has used me, Mm -hmm. but I'm scared to death every single time I do it. And this time, because I spoke in November and then pretty much like five weeks later, which yeah, I know yeah. sounds ridiculous, but for me, who oh, that's does a, not? No, that's a quick turnaround. That, that I, I will, whatever, whenever I know the topic, I think about that topic from the moment it's given to me till the moment that I, mm-hmm. so I, and I am a processor, like a, a, I process in my head for, even when I write drama scripts or whatever, I process forever in my head before I put anything on paper. But I felt this time that I had to start putting some things down on paper before mm. I could finish in my head. Yeah. So that was messing with me mm. because I couldn't do my process. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I, now I'm not trusting. I don't know that this is right. Because usually when I sit down to write it out, like I feel like it's all in my head and all I have to do is just put it on paper. So I think that caused me to be a little bit more fearful and anxious mm-hmm. about it. Um, and then I said to somebody, said, do you get nervous? And I said, oh, my word, Yes. And I sit in the front row waiting for the first, that 4.30 service. And I go back and forth between, <laughs> um, I why am I doing this? Why did I ever say that I would do this? This is freaking me out to, I cannot wait to get up there and do this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so mm-hmm. excited to do this. And so I have those moments, especially before 4.30, sometimes even before the other services. But And so, and so I have to trust him. Like, every mm-hmm. moment of it, I have to trust him that he is number one and going to give me the words. And that's the piece that scares me the most because I don't mind communicating. I love doing that, but I have to trust that this has been given to me by the Holy spirit and that it's exactly what I'm supposed to say. And that's the scariest. Well, and he definitely gave you the words. I mean, not only in in your delivery, but you packed this sermon so full of scripture and then even more scripture beyond in the, in the app. Yeah. I was, I was scrolling through looking for fun facts. Like I always do. You didn't give me I no fun sorry. facts. I'm sorry. That's because of the crunch time. I couldn't, <laughs> I just couldn't get but any in there. But you gave me a boatload of scripture yeah. that is, I love what you did. You set people up for success by not just saying, Hey, go read your Bible, mm-hmm. but right. you just put it in the palm of their hands. And all they have to do is it's just look at it, look and, at and, it and, and meditate on those scriptures. Those scriptures were just so Good. Yeah, I would encourage you to, if you didn't check out the app this week, I would encourage you to save those notes because you did, Amy did put a lot 
of scripture specifically about peace that she didn't talk about in the message Mm -hmm. that I think if you're struggling with anxiety or worry or fear, just quickly pulling up the, that some of those scriptures would be helpful. I always run it too. I go into the auditorium when nobody else is in there. I pull out the table that the notes go on and I run about the entire... approximately what time do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> Usually to this time it was Thursday. Usually it's Friday. I go in you when, practice, I, when I practice run. Yep. I, I'm a theater girl. Hey. I have to, I mean, not that this is theater, but <laughs> right. I have to practice and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a little private secret. Guys, so before the, she, before okay, you say okay. this, our, our listeners just promise not to share this with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is just guys. between us. Just, four. This is just between us. <laughs> us four and all of you listening. Right. Okay. Now they understand you can go. Um, the first time that I spoke, which was a year and a half ago, it was summer of 2016. Would that have been a year and a half ago? Okay. So anyway, for some reason I grabbed this bright yellow fo- file folder to put my notes in. So now I have. I want to talk about this, but okay. keep going. I don't know why I did that, but I did. I grabbed it. And so because of my theater background, and I'm not superstitious, but every show that I've always done, whatever I do the first show, I will do in prep for every show after there. So whatever song I listen to on the way to the theater, that will be the same song I listen before every show. Whatever I eat or drink before I go out, I, that's what I will. And it's not, I don't know, it's just my routine. Like yellow that's folder. what I do. So now that dumb yellow folder, I use, I just oh, feel I the need to use it every single time. I saw. And it's bright yellow. Do you have a problem with the yellow no, folder? No, here's what I thought. Why does Amy have a yellow folder? That's Everybody cool. else has like these leather bound. I know. And I have this. And I'm like, why is Grace really is cutting back on costs? We like, really are cutting back on costs. If Amy just has this yellow it's folder. It's a file folder. Yeah. It's, I mean, eventually I'm going to have to get but rid you of it wanted, because it's. you wanted that. I want that. Okay. I want it. I thought you just like were looking for something. <laughs> it, that's what it, that's what I did the first time. Settled I on. I looked for something in my home to put all my notes in and there was a bright mm-hmm. yellow, probably one of my kids file folders. So I slapped the notes in there. It ended up with me on the front yeah. row before I spoke, and now it's with me all the time. So how is that not superstitious? Yeah, that's definitely superstitious. I, but I don't feel like I'll fail if I don't have it. I just, mm. it gives me comfort to have it because it's the same one I've used all the time. That's superstitious. <laughs> Every time before I preach, I, I have this thing that I do where first I'll put my notes all in order, but then well, no matter good. what, well, yeah, of course I've got to do that. <laughs> and then I'll mix the, them all up and just see how it yeah, goes. Yeah, just see what I happens. I don't know. That's pretty superstitious of you. Put your notes right. in order. After, like, even though I know that I've done that and I know for sure that I put them in order, I still go back through and check the numbers of all the pages. So maybe it's like a obsessive compulsive a little bit. It's more just like, I don't want to get up there and not have Can page you imagine? 12. I, I think right about place. that all the time. Like, what if I got up there and like page two was at the end? And yeah. I couldn't find it. Terrifying. And then I'm like digging through my notes. You pointed out that the shepherds were probably pretty young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually, hold on a second. I was just going to say, you did a lot of research into this passage, which frankly is not a lot of words like in the Bible, but there was so much depth that you brought to light. Okay, continue Thank your you. question. I just wanted to I say. Did, I did study a lot. I, I, I was excited. And I want to say that too. The greatest thing that's happened for me this year because of the speaking. Other than the van. <laughs> other than the van and will getting his license um i feel like i have grown so much spiritually because of speaking cool yeah. and so i've always i i say to people when they're like that was so great thank you blah blah blah. um i'm like oh i'm the i'm the one who has all the blessings from doing this like 
I have no idea what I'm doing. I was I waiting do. for it. I don't. I, I was don't. waiting for it. You were setting it up. I know. You were I serving. Do. I do like just serve it up on a platter <laughs> most of my life. But anyway, I have grown so much. And, and I'm like, if nothing else, like for me personally, it's been the greatest gift I've ever been given. The scariest, greatest gift I've ever been given. That's awesome. To be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And digging into these passages and stuff has been part of that. Like, I just, I love it. There's something about doing something that you're super scared of. That is also the most fulfilling because yes. I have that in my hey, life too. Testify. I have moments, definite moments that I'm like, I shouldn't be the one doing that. Why am I oh, doing this? For sure. why, why did I say I would do this? Yes. And Every then as soon as I do it, that way. Yes. it's Not like me. I'm, I'm, I'm always hundred percent qualified for everything <laughs> that I'm supposed to do. <laughs> All right. So you pointed out that the shepherds were young. You said yes. about 14. Yeah. I, I, they didn't give specific ages, okay. but teenagers. Last week we talked about how Mary was super young. What's with all these young people being called out by God and being like super wise and fitting into this story in crazy awesome ways? Like or that even is, later on in what happened in, to us later on in the New Testament when the Bible says, "Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, right. but set an example." I love the way that He exalts the humble. That's one of the things that you said. The shepherds were the humblest of the humble, and God uses the despised to accomplish His will. Yep. And the other very practical answer is penicillin that's what happened because back then people did not live till they were 70 or 80 regularly it was like 40 it was like yeah if you lived like 40 50 you were you were like an elder in the village so 14 eh, it's like the that's like the 20s of of our day maybe maybe even 30s maybe not well yeah but if people are getting married at like 13 right 14 when i was 14 i was like sitting around watching total request live (laughs) Every day, Carson Carson Daly. Daly. Man, I was pretty worthless at fourteen. Right, but like they were sending fifteen-year-olds off to war. So I loved what you when you compared the shepherds encountering the glory of God to your son mowing the lawn. I wanted to jump up out of my chair because I related to that yes. so much. Yeah, Just picturing my kid yeah. in the front yard tending to the grass because we don't <laughs> right. have no sheep. If right. the glory of the Lord <laughs> appeared to my son. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. All around him. Yeah. Right. Yes. And these All shepherds around. are probably sitting what would there he do? making fart jokes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What would he do? What would your sons do? 14 year old sons. Well, Will's almost 17, but. When he was 14. Yes. Uh, I think Jaden would pass out. Yeah, I think Will would just be like, <laughs> what is going I don't know. Will's so unaware sometimes. He'd probably be like, what? Is there's oh, a great. Bug? Now it's going to take me even longer to right. mow exactly. this lawn. Exactly. <laughs> like I picture him with the earbuds in and, and the angel's like, hey. <laughs> yes. Well, Ted, right what are you here. listening to? Yeah. What are you? And, and yeah. Well, the angels will probably know. Uh, yeah, they're probably like, turn off Kendrick Lamar. We're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I know had no business. Do. Getting an angel sent to me when I was 14. No, no and that's the that's the interesting fact, because I don't know that these shepherds were really... I mean, like Mary, you get this sense. That, I mean, she was chosen to carry the Savior and deliver the Savior. And these guys were just... They just were told the news. Like, yeah. I don't know that they were chosen, like, because they were such smart, wise young men. I mm-hmm. think they were... Again, the humblest of the humble. Yeah. They were they were going to make this, and and even the idea that they were like working the night shift, like they were probably like the scrubs of shepherds, mm-hmm. like middle of the night, you know, teenage boys sitting around, probably making jokes, and all of a sudden, there's an angel. 
And can I, can I, I, so I've, I've been to Bethlehem and I got to say the one thing that blew my mind was I've always pictured big rolling grassy hills. Yeah. Was it dirt? Well, it's like rocks. So oh, it was not it, a great job. Well, no, you just yeah. be sitting on a rock while right. you're like scrawny little goats would be, right. and sheep would be, you know, trying to find whatever grass they could. It was not mm. the storybook children's no. Bible version no. that I always, that I was right. always Do you think they brought the sheep with them? What do you what mean? They to Bethlehem. To, they, there's probably some guy they left with the sheep. Yeah, they were like, you oh, can't go. I know you're so sorry, too, but Toby. So you drew the short yeah, straw. Exactly. Oh. Toby, poor Toby. He's like, <laughs> Toby's got to stay. Toby's Guys, come on, of, man. He's the grunt of the grunts. Yeah. Like, he's the lowest man on the show. You never let me look at the Messiah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. And then they come back and they're like, that was awesome. That was and like, oh my gosh. And he yeah. was like a baby. And <laughs> right. It was like glory. Yeah, it glory. was so cool. I can, okay, I have a question. In all of your research, what was the thing, the one fact or thing that you read or learned that most blew your mind that you'd never heard before or you'd never thought of before? Or if nothing pops immediately to mind, what is one that definitely stood out to you? Oh, there were so many. You mentioned one um, in your sermon about the angels being on the ground yes. where we see them in the sky yes. and in the air, or they we might just see one. Them. Right. That was really like neat. There was an earthiness to that, that they were on the ground. And the other piece that I just shared, it wasn't even important, but I loved it so much was the whole singing around a baby mm. when they're born. Oh, that was cool. And I, the idea that God was like, well, they're not at home. So let's just send a choir of angels mm. to make sure that this, it was so regal and glorious in the midst of all of this humility I loved the piece about the words um, Savior, Messiah, and Lord being mm. specifically used because that's what rulers of that time would call themselves and making sure, like, I just want to kind of kick Caesar in the face a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. in a, like, hey, you're, you're done. Like, this this is a whole new kingdom. Mm. And you're, um, I, and I also liked the whole- It's a like, little violent, though. Me kicking him in the face. Yeah. I know. Spiritually. I, don't, I mean, I know. speaking that's, of peace, wrong. I, that surpasses understanding. Of I know. I just want to kick Caesar in the no, face. No, it just was like, you know, when you watch a movie and, and in the end, the villain kind of mm. gets it. Yeah. And I, you're like, I just, Yeah. I don't want to kick him in the face, but I just want to be like, you have no idea what just happened. You have yeah. no idea what, what this man is, what this this guy's going to, this little baby's going to do for the world. Mm. You have no idea. You think you're this and he's, he's. Yeah. Anyway, and these are these are details that would not. I mean, these aren't lost on on Luke, who wrote right. the gospel. Mm -hmm. yeah. He was writing to people who were experiencing persecution at the hands of the Roman Empire, and he he was not just you know throwing picking, words, throwing around. words yeah. around. He right. was intentionally like saying Using some really those, right. really provocative provocative yes. ideas. Yeah, and he started the whole thing by saying, you know, Caesar Augustus did the census, right? Mm -hmm. Did he do the census because he thought maybe something like this was coming? I think they just did that because it was it was a way of being able to get the most taxes. If you know how many okay. people live in each village, then you can get more All taxes because mm -hmm. babies are always being born. So, and I also love the piece of how they would find them, and that that the manger, was, yeah, that that was purely. I mean, there's no other baby that's going to be born like right. that. You will know that this is, and again, the hum humility. The I mean, it sets him apart from every other child that was born at that time, which is. Perfect because he will be set apart for his entire time on earth. And yeah, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just a beautiful story. And I have to, uh, so somebody told me, and then I read about it this week and we used 
a creative video to intro. Excellent video. Wasn't yeah. it, by so the way? Good. It was so good. Powerful. It, it Can you started, talk about what it was? It started with headlines through pretty much the last, starting with World War One, all the way to present day with headlines of... Um, War, violence. War, violence, yeah, yeah. Juxtaposed against the song Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Um, so it had kind of this ironic feel mm. to it. And then it ends, and you hear Charlie Brown say, can anybody tell me what Christmas is all about? And then that, that iconic scene from that Christmas special where Linus comes forward and shares the Christmas story, the passage that I was speaking on. Mm. And it was just really beautiful and and sweet and poignant and hard all at the same time. It was kind of everything. But then somebody in between uh, hours on Sunday told me, did you notice that in that clip, Linus drops his blanket? When Linus says, Mm -hmm. fear not, he lets go of his blanket. Oh my goodness. And I think it's the only time in the history of the Peanuts that he ever is not holding his blanket. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, that is the coolest. And you know, Charles Schultz was, I, I think he was a believer of some sort because that was, I also then was listening to a show about the history of that special. Mm-hmm. And that when it was first presented to the execs at whatever station they wanted to put it on, they were like, absolutely not. You are, you're not putting this on TV and particularly with that scene mm. because that's all scripture. And Charles Schultz said, well, then we're not doing it. Then I won't put it on. Mm. And they caved and ended up letting him do it. And it still is on television today, which I find miraculous that the Bible, the story of Jesus' birth is still being like told to, you know, millions of people Mm -hmm. through the peanuts. But I thought that image was an image of peace right there in that little cartoon that, that the one thing that gives Linus security always in the cartoon is the thing that he drops when he's talking about Jesus. So. Mm -hmm. And uh, shout out to the production team. When Linus says, lights, please. Yep. And then they turn out the lights in the house. It was a great That's moment. Cool. It was a little tiny touch. It just, was. Yeah. You're, actually, Dave Rod was sitting next to me and turned to me at one point. I think it was maybe even the, you know, he had a lot on his mind. But I think it was um, first hour Sunday. He goes, they they just turned the lights off, didn't they? And I said, yeah. <laughs> was that, that was cool. Yeah. I think that in American culture, at least, I've grown accustomed to, you know, on Christmas cards, you see the manger. And you're like, oh, yeah, that that's nice. But Luke intentionally says the word manger. And the fact that it's like an animal trough just holding Jesus, like, I'm like, oh, man, that God, God of the universe came down to live, like be born in this thing. But I think the fact that Luke mentions the word manger like three times is way more important than like the God of the universe laying in a manger. It was like, based on what you said, it's the shepherd's like instructions. It's like, this is how you're going to know the Messiah. Right. right. It's way more important than, I mean, it includes the human part where Mary, the mother of Jesus put the God of the universe in a manger where animals eat, but also like, this is the sign. This is the instructions and the uh, the instructions right. from heaven that the shepherds would recognize the Messiah. Yeah. That was There's the, no way you you will have no doubt that you found the right yeah you found the right baby because there's absolutely no way that there's any other babies mm. out there that are in a stable mm. or wherever the, they were surrounded by gross animals and and let's remember that that the manger was like a food trough and we always think of it as this nice dry hay no, filled it thing. It would have disgusting. been like slop for the animals. Right. It would have been leftover food from, from dinner. It would have been cut up onions. It would not have been this 
Yeah. Nice, nice little, little <laughs> manger of hay. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to remember what you said in the very beginning of your sermon. Something about like it had been used a few times in the Old Testament to mean one thing. And I thought, I don't know if it was glory, but it was in relation to the temple. It was a relation to like great kings and power and things like that. But now it's in relation to humble baby laying in food trough. Well, the angel coming was... I mean, okay. The, was that the, it? it? was the, the glory of the, the announcement it, okay. th- that it had been it, but this time it wasn't to priests and prophets, and it wasn't in a temple. Yeah, it was, was to it? these shepherds on a rocky hill somewhere. Yes, that that was it. You'd seen angels coming several times in the, I mean, many times in the Old Testament, but this was a new, a new venture to be coming to humble shepherd boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for the people out there that either saw this weekend service or, um missed it and they don't they didn't see this video that we're referring to like what what do you say to someone who remembers 2017 as something like super negative in their culture like it's also the year we talked about nuclear bombing north korea right so like what do you say to somebody who has a negative image of the state of the world or the state of our country about the peace that you talked about because the the whole point of that video was to illustrate that throughout history, there's yes. been moments like this and peace is still possible. So how do you reconcile that to somebody who is asking those types of questions? Well, first of all, I said at the beginning, I don't know if I said it every hour, but I, I think we think that the world we live in is more desperate for peace than any other time in history. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. And that was what the headlines were supposed to. I mean, I guarantee you during world war one and world war two, that that's the people were freaked out freaked uh, completely freaked out when you think about all the things that were happening and things that they'd never experienced before and and the whole world is at I'm war. scared <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah they were scared but um Marin and I are shaking our heads at Tyler right now <laughs> he can't help himself um so I think that that we think that we're in a way more desperate time than anybody ever has been in the history of life and that's not true um And I don't know how to explain, that's what I was trying to say at the end of the message was, I can't explain what I feel or what I have to you. I can't explain that I have friends that have gone through and continue to go through deep, painful, hard, difficult things, and yet they they have a faith, therefore they have a peace. And it doesn't mean that they don't grieve it doesn't mean that they're not sad, but there's an essence to them because they know that God's in control. They know that God's with them in the middle of it. They know that God's got their back. They know that they have a community of people that, that I mean, the ones that I'm talking about have a community of people that love them, that are praying for them. I can't do anything about North Korea, mm-hmm. but I can certainly love the people that are around me. And I, I can't worry about that every day because... I'm trusting that that God's in control and that doesn't even that doesn't always mean that everything's perfect because sin is a part of our world and that's that's not going to be perfect mm-hmm. until he returns and and he returns his his world to what he intended it to be. But all we can do is be a part of that restoration while we're here and that reconciliation while we're here and have faith and and trust and that's where the peace comes from. And it's not, like I said, it's not easy. It's not something that, that naturally 
comes to me. So sometimes I have to fall on my face and just say, I'm not at peace. So I need you. Mm-hmm. And, and I do believe that there's an invoking of the Holy Spirit. We have access to that. And I think a lot of people maybe don't understand that or are scared to actually go there and like really ask the Holy Spirit to enter in and work in their life. Sometimes that takes time and space. And yeah, I don't know that I answered the question, but. um, I think you did. You did. I'm looking back to where you talked about practical ways that we practice peace. And one of those things that you said was phone a friend. Hmm. I'm thinking about my friend, Margaret, who passed away earlier this year. She was one of my kids' teachers. Um, She had just found out that her cancer had returned uh, in December um, of two years ago, I want to say. And then two months into the new year, her son was gunned down in front of his home. And she, she's already a widow. She only had two sons. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's just devastating. And then uh, right after that, like maybe four weeks after we buried her son, uh, she found out that her cancer was aggressive and would most likely be terminal. And ultimately this year, uh, she passed away because of that cancer. But when I think about the peace that passes understanding, I think of Margaret. I, I remember we were very good friends. And I remember many times asking her, like, come on, Margaret, just give it to me. Like, you've got to be pretty upset about this, right? Like, do you feel like God gave you a bum deal? And, and I kept waiting for her to just let it all out or mm-hmm. lash out or anything. But every time she'd answer me with such serenity and strength, and she would say things like, come on, Marin. God allowed his own son to be mm. sacrificed. Why should I think that that my life would be any different? He allowed his own son to be sacrificed. Yeah. And she just had this <laughs> unbelievable, I mean, past yeah, understanding, that's, right. that's, that's unbelievable yeah. sense of peace all the way up to, you know, the last couple of texts that we sent each other and emails that we sent each other before she passed away, just ready to be at rest, ready to be at peace. Um, ready to be done with this yep. crazy world, right. you know, all that stuff. I, I think of, I think of her. And so for me, when I'm having my ang- anxious, you know, freak out moments, I would, I would phone her. She mm-hmm. was a friend that I would go to quite often. Um, and I know that she had friends that she would go to. Um, sure. I thought that that was such a great, in addition to, you know, praying and meditating on scripture and all of those things. I think sometimes the phone a friend part gets overlooked because we think that we can muscle through yeah. these anxious times on our own sure. when really we're not even meant to do that. Never. No, right. not at all. This is this right here is like exactly the problem with American Christianity is we've turned it so individualistic that you're expected by yourself to do and be all the things. Mm-hmm. And it was never meant to be that. It was meant to be community where some people, like I mean, you've got tremendous faith. And sometimes if, if there are people in your life who don't have the faith, being able to rely on your faith is something that, that it, right. it was meant to be. Mm. And some people have strength and some people have compassion yep. and some people have peace in, in an extra, an mm-hmm. extra dose of it. And we need each other to, to help us when we are lacking in those areas. And you were asking me, Marion, about being scared of, of just even getting up there and oh, yeah. delivering. Well, earlier this week, I have a prayer team, which was something that, um, Dave, when I went through this residency thing, Dave Rod had suggested to any of us that are in ministry, find, find a team of people that are praying for you. It's been invaluable to me, mm-hmm. to him. And, um, I did it before I knew I was going to be speaking, but 
for that piece of it. It's been, they pray for me all the time. We try to get together once a month. It's four of the most incredible women I've ever known in my entire life. Like I, I look at them and I think why I, I should be praying for them. Like they're just the most awesome women. So um, every time I have spoken, they find a way to gather around me and lay hands on me and pray for me. And this time it was Monday. It was crazy. We met at one of one of the gals' houses that was at 60th and Michigan Road. Like it was. What's wrong with that? That's where I live. No, but it was just far for <laughs> oh. the, the rest of us live in Hamilton County. So it was a it was a far drive for us to go. But it was so important to all of us. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to see her house too, because she'd just gotten this house and stuff. And we were excited to do that. But it was so important. And it was like, it was one of those days that I was like, I will not miss this. Mm. I don't care how much I have going on. I don't care how hard it might be to get there. I will not miss it because this, this moment right here is what will bring me peace and what will sustain me through, like I say to them every time I said, you know, I'm standing up there on half of me on your shoulders because I know, and they pray through the entire week. I know they do. Mm. I see them out there. I know they're praying for me as I'm speaking when I see them out there. And I want a prayer team. It's the most, right? <laughs> yours could never be better than mine. They're the I, most awesome women ever. Like, Well, yeah, mine's non-existent. Of course it's not better than yours. <laughs> no, I, 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 Is this like a cry for help? Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> but that, but that, me is, up. that brings me the most peace. Is yeah. that that they have prayed sure. for me every single time before I get up there, and no question that that's that's part of why I can go forward because those prayers are sustaining me through mm-hmm. all of it. And back to what you said, Barry, I think part of it is like, well, I don't want to burden so and so with asking them to pay attention to whatever's going on in my life and my lack of faith or whatever. Like, there's there's the part where it's individualistic, but it's also like, I don't want to. I don't want them to have to worry about this, even though I'm really worried about this. All right, let's switch gears one more time. Thanks, Amy, for giving us that message this weekend. I love this series. I love that we've talked about individual characters. And And kudos um, to Barry, because Barry was the brainchild behind the series. Yeah, big ups. No, but it's been super powerful every single week. I've looked forward to to every week, and and I think the tact that you took, what God gave you for the series as a whole, Hmm. has been super powerful. Well, great. Let's hope dad doesn't just blow yeah, it. Don't mess it up. I, it's I, all culminating I on Christmas that, Eve. I said, well, I hope he hasn't forgotten to preach because that would be super disappointing for yeah. everyone here. I mean, at least there'll be candles. There'll be candles. Yeah, yeah. So we'll all forget about what Dave has to yeah. say anyways, because there's candles. Once they get to that, they're all like happy, warm, fuzzy. Yeah. Let's turn the page one more time and talk about 2018. What do you want? What do you want to happen in 2018? Let's wrap up with this. I oh. What do you hope happens? I haven't given it any thought. Me either. Well, good. Surprise. What do you hope happens, Tyler? All right. I hope that Grace Church decides who we are going to be in the world once and for all, and that people are super pumped about that and catch on to what God is doing here, and that we feel the beginning of what I would call momentum Mm. into who we are and into who God is making us. And that it feels like a wave of like something new. That's what I want in 2018. Mm. What do you you guys want? Well, okay. So this is the year that in May or June where the covenant community Mm -hmm. will vote. Well, the governing board will decide, well, do they want to present me as the 
candidate, the successor to my dad's job as senior pastor. And so in May or June, the covenant community, the membership of Grace is going to vote. And when I first started two and a half years ago on this journey, I didn't know if I even really wanted this. Mm. I wasn't sure because I, it was overwhelming and I didn't feel qualified. Still don't feel qualified, but I, it, it was, it was not, I, I really had mixed emotions, but now when I look at 2018, I hope they say yes. Mm. Like I really, I want this now. I, I, because I, I've begun to see some of what you're just talking about, Tyler, about this coalescing of an identity of grace and the future and, and just the new life that's going to come. And I'm like, I want to be a part of that. And yep. and if this is the role that God has for me to be in that, in that, in that seat, in that role for this season of grace, then I want it. Count Great. me in. So we'll see, we'll see what happens, but that's awesome. where big year that's where my heart is. Yeah. That is a big year. Yeah. That, that's been my prayer. Like in all of the meetings that we have here and everything that some of us have sat in on some of those meetings together, my, my biggest takeaway has just been the prayer. God, would you just mark it out? Would you lay it out and, and show us who you want us to be as a unique expression of the body of Christ in this region for this time, for these people, who do you want us to be? Just make it clear. So mm. I agree with you. I, that's, that's my 2018. Amy, what do you want? I want to be exactly where God wants me to be. No, I'm serious. I, I, whatever that looks like for 2018, what, you know, what, whether that's, don't roll your eyes, Tyler. That's too it's, easy. It's not too easy because it's well, really tell, hard. Tell God what you want. What that do you want? That is really hard. Like that's, that's, that's pretty brave to say that. Cause what if he's like, I yeah. want you to be in Ecuador. Yeah. That's <laughs> a little go? scary. I, well, I guess I have to. Yeah. Right? So I think it's a bold when thing you to pray, say. What, what do you ask? What do you tell God you want? I, I don't. Cause I, of course I want to do whatever God wants me to do too, but. I don't, I don't necessarily, like, like I said, I don't know, know always what I want. I'm waiting on him to tell me. Sorry. New rims for your van? No, I don't care about, <laughs> I don't care about my car at all. I'm not a car person at all. Like I merely wanted a new van just because mine was literally, like we were going to have to get the heat fixed. We needed yeah. to get it before winter hit again because yeah. the heat was completely out. So, and I, I agree with you in waiting for him to tell you, take my 2016 to 2017 right. transition. What did I want in 2016? A house. You got it. And I got it. But is that what he wanted for me? Because right away, six months later, you were moving he's like, from that house. hey, I, I want you to move here. And I'm like, what? But I told yeah. you what I wanted. <laughs> That's where all the good seafood is. He was like, <laughs> what? I, I gave it to you for a little bit. Right. And then. Right, right. So yeah. it is It is about waiting for him to tell us what he wants and not always just. You know, right. being well, great, all demanding guys. about what we want. But I, I want, I, I want the Just same things listen that you and said learn, too. Tyler. Listen I and am. Learn. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited about where God's going to guide us. Yeah. As a church, I'm yeah. excited. Me too. It's going to be a hard work. I believe in Grace Church. I believe in what God has has done here. I mm -hmm. believe in what He continues to do, and I believe there is, um, I believe there's a group of people. There's a culture out there that is hungry for what God's going to do here and through yeah. this place. And so I'm excited for us to figure that out and then to reach out to the people that are maybe don't have a place right now that they can call their home church because it just doesn't exist for them yet, mm -hmm. but are going to find it mm -hmm. here. See, that was way better for a podcast. That was way better of an answer. I'm sorry. I, th I, I now am probably not going to be the permanent um, substitute host now because I didn't do very well. Well, we'll call right? you. Don't call us. We'll call you. 
I'm really, I'm trying for that, people out there. If you think that I could be a sub, <laughs> like if Marin or Barry or Tyler can't be here, that I could sub, yeah. just write, write into Tyler, um, Tyler. Yeah, let me know. Tyler I'll be B sure to relay that to Church.us. <laughs> just Amy. let me know that you really hope that I get to be on more. Okay. Well, Happy New Year, yeah. everybody. Thanks Happy again, Amy. Happy We're going to need to mute your mic, uh, but thanks for joining us. It was my pleasure. Uh, let's finish 2017 well, everybody. Uh, we are off next week, the week of Christmas. We're going to be join, joining our families and friends. Are you guys going out of town Christmas? Nope. Everybody here? Yes. You're going out of town. Going to North Carolina. Oh, Fun. cool. Yes. My sister just had a baby. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're going to take next week off uh, to be with our families and the new baby and everything. But we'll be back and better than ever in 2018. Our first pod will come in hot on January 2nd with Dave and Penny Rodriguez. <laughs> They're back from sabbatical and will be talking with us about some of their experiences um, in the meantime, if you've got questions for us or for them, uh, go to betweensundays.us and let us know. Marin, you want to sign us out for Hold the up. year? We have a website? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, all right. The secret website, you type in that, it goes to Grace's website. Okay. I mean, go to betweensundays.us. Hey, before I sign us oh, out, <laughs> sorry. sorry. I really, really Merry wanted Christmas. to say thank you to our listeners today. Yes. Oh my gosh. I don't know about yeah. you, but like I, I continuously get people who say that they're listening to the podcast and that they're enjoying it. For and sure. For some Marin, reason, it surprises you. me every time. Like yeah. it totally catches me off. It's guard. so very encouraging. Popular. But it's I just want to say thank you to the yeah. listeners. Right. You guys exactly are right. being awesome and supportive and totally listening. Like, Okay, shout out to Jack Jones. He listened to a podcast where I had probably in passing mentioned that my son likes to do nature photography. So oh. what does he do on Sunday? He brings my son like a loner camera, like a real camera to practice taking pictures. What a great wow. This is how awesome our people are. Yeah. And they're listening. You're exactly thank right. You so thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this. Um, thank you for putting up with Amy twice as a guest. <laughs> Merry Christmas uh, to all. And to all a good night. Uh, we love you. And I would love for 2018 to uh, expand the audience. So share a little bit with your friends, tell a friend uh, to download and subscribe and just give us a try. Um, but yeah, you're right, Baron. Thanks for, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, do you want to send us out? I do. I'm ready now. Good. Do Wait, justly. before you do that. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> just nice. kidding. Uh, I can't do it now. Do justly love mercy and walk humbly with thy God. And we will see you on the other side of Sunday. Take care.